0: Salvum me fecit volum. He made me whole because he loved me. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This Mass of the second Sunday after Pentecost is much older than the Mass of Corpus Christi. And yet, running through today's Mass is a shining Eucharistic thread. One sees that the Holy Ghost, who inspires and shapes the liturgy of the Church, knew that one day, this Sunday, would fall within the octave of Corpus Christi and so gave this Sunday its Eucharistic quality. I say Eucharistic because the introit is a song of thanksgiving. The Mass opens on a note of thanksgiving, or if you will, in a confession, confessio, of the love of God. Factus est dominus protector meus. The Lord became my protector, the one who gives me shelter. And he brought me out, et eduxit me, in latitudinem, into a spacious place. There's an old translation that says, and brought me out into a spacious vastness. That conjures up an image, doesn't it? Into a spacious vastness. He saved me, salvo me feci, can mean he brought me to a safe place, he preserved me, he healed me, he made me whole, it means all of that. And did you notice the melodic treatment of the last phrase of the intro? Quoniam voluit me. In singing the chant with spiritual intelligence, we have always to attend to the melodic treatment of certain words. And it's very striking that in today's intro it, the last phrase should have such... A lavish treatment. Quoniam voluit me, and the word "voluit," of course, it means here because he loved me. Uh, It's 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 used. Well, you know how the Italians say, "Ti voglio bene." Uh, I love you because he loved me. It can also mean because he wanted me for himself. Because he wanted me for himself. And and I look at the news over the word voluit and I find there an exegesis of the word. The melody speaks to us of the love of Christ. Which love finds its highest expression in the institution of the Most Holy Eucharist? In finem dilexit. The Eucharist is that invention of divine love that goes as far as divine love can go. Hence, the special treatment of the word voluit in the intro. The collect is very reassuring for us. It opens with a petition, Grant, O Lord, that we may have A perpetual fear and love of thy holy name. These are the two feet, if you will, by which the priest enters into the sanctuary. If he goes only on the foot of fear, he's going to hobble along. And if he goes only on the foot of love, he may lose his footing. This fear is the holy fear that takes hold of the priest upon entering in beyond the veil. The love is the love of the Son, who with complete abandonment and confidence runs into his Father's arms. And so the two dispositions that we bring to Holy Mass are this profound reverence and awe in the presence of the God before whom the angels veil their faces and cry, holy, 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 it's priests, we fear. And then there is filial love. The abandonment of the child who runs and throws himself into his father's arms. And we ask that both of these qualities of our prayer be perpetual, lasting, never lacking. And then the collect says something that I find, especially in the context of these days, wonderfully consoling. For thou never failest to quia quam tua gubernatione destituis. Hmm. because thou never deprivest of thy thy ruling, thy government those whom thou bringest up or set up or institute in the solidity of thy love. Do you understand why I find this consoling? Whatsoever God institutes in the solidity of his love, he looks after with an unfailing governance. What he plants, he tends. What he begins, he preserves. What he preserves, he brings to completion. The gradual of the Mass, at least the first part of it, is not addressed to God. Again, it's a kind of confessio, like the antiphon of the introit. It's addressed in some way to whoever is willing to hear it. And what does the psalmist say? In my trouble, I cried to the Lord. And he heard me. Et exaudivit me. That et exaudivit me must be... Heard and sung and understood, together with the last phrase of the introit, quoniam voluit me. So in the gradual, <coughs> et exaudivit me, and in the introit, quoniam voluit me. He heard me because he loves me. And then the verse of the gradual <coughs> turns and is addressed directly to God. And it's a prayer for deliverance from wicked lips and a deceitful tongue. Domine. Oh, there's such... The quality of that cry. Again, I refer you to the melodic treatment of the text. The quality of that cry. Domine. Libera anima mea malabi isiniquis. Free my soul. Soul and life are equivalent, of course. Free my life, free my soul from wicked lips and from a deceitful tongue. Now, there are many ways of understanding this verse of the gradual. It can be applied to any number of distressing situations. But the primary application of the text goes to the wicked lips and deceitful tongue of the prince of this world. And in this way, the verse of the gradual, Is a prayer to be delivered from Satan's lies and deceits. The Alleluia verse O Lord my God, in thee have I put my trust, says the Missal's translation, but the Latin says, Intesperavi, in thee have I hoped. And this, this, is, is more often than not translated weakly, w-e-a-k-l-y, meaning, upon thee have I staked my life, in te speravi. Upon thee have I staked my life, save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. And the, the same prayer continues in the offertory antiphon, albeit from a different psalm Turn to me, O Lord. Domine, convertere. Where does the Lord turn to us? if not in the adorable mystery of the Eucharist. The most holy Eucharist is Christ turned towards us. Christ giving himself to us. And so, at the offertory of the Mass, we pray for what is about to happen. Domine Convertere. And deliver my soul, O save me, for thy mercy's sake. Again, that salvum me fac, O save me, O heal me, O make me whole. For thy mercy's sake means because thou art merciful and because thy heart obliges thee to do this. And then we come to the communion antiphon, which has to be understood as completing the intro. This often happens. It's possible in many masses to draw if I had a a board with with something to write, I would draw a big arch stretching from the introit to the communion to show how the two are related. In fact, the communion antiphon completes the thanksgiving of the introit. I will sing to the Lord, cantapo domino, qui bona tribut miki. So do you see, in the intro it you had, quoniam voluit me. In the gradual you had, et exaudivit me. And in the communion antiphon, qui bona tribuit miki. What are these bona, bona, these good things? Well, the bona, the good things, are the body and blood of Christ. And that's why this antiphon is sung during the communion. I will sing to the Lord, who giveth me his body, and his blood. And I will sing to the name of the Lord Most High." So the communion amplifies, if you will, the thanksgiving intoned in the intro. And so, for many reasons, today's Mass is wonderfully suited to our ongoing celebration of Corpus Christi. And this by the operation of the Holy Ghost in the Church, who shaped the sacred liturgy in its composition and who actualizes for us. the intentions of God God who gives us the chance, the lessons the gospel the prayers of this second Sunday after Pentecost in giving us this approach to him in Holy Mass had the intention of giving us the very things for which he makes us ask so that the liturgy is opus Dei, in that the liturgy is given us by God, so that we in our approach to God may receive from him the things for which he makes us ask and those things that he promises and reveals in the liturgy of the Church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Lord.